You are listening to Ideas and Leaders Podcast. I'm Elena Paventa, Executive Communication Coach and TEDx Organizer. With each episode, I'll share with you communication tips and ideas from top business leaders to help you excel in your career. Welcome to the next episode of Ideas and Leaders Podcast. Today, my guest is Paul Terval. He's a business consultant. Uh, his consulting company, Team Andare, makes healthy businesses better with the belief that happiness makes money. And today we're going to speak about happiness, about engagement of employees in the, in the workplace. Hi, Paul. It's great to have you on Ideas and Leaders. Hi, Elena. Great to be here. So, Paul, can you tell us your story? How did you uh, start How do you, and how did you become business consultant? Yeah, I started 40 years ago as a company lawyer and I was specialized in labor law and social security. So for a long time, I was working with people who were disabled and unemployed and that kind of stuff. So we called it the back end. So if you're not working anymore, you need an allowance, we take care of you. And in the early 90s, I started working for Capgemini, and we were more interested in how can we help organizations and leaders to prevent that people come unemployed. And looking through that mirror, we saw that the basic topic is uh, helping people to be engaged and to stay engaged. And then we started researching together with, with universities and Gallup. What is what is the profitability of that kind of actions? And is there a return on investment if you invest on engagement? And the answer is yes, there is. So, uh, and this is this is how you decided to work on this and and to to yeah. develop uh, engage, employee engagement, right? Yeah, I, I started in 1995 with my company Andara, which is Italian for let's go, let's be the first. So we wanted to be on the first site. And and the joke is that in those days we didn't have internet, so you had phone books. And if you wanted to be on the first page in consultancy, you needed to have a name with an A. So Andara was before, for example, Arthur Anderson. So that's why we chose the name Andare, and that's the old days. Then we didn't have internet where you can find everybody. But we started looking at organizations, which we see as a group of human beings. Organizations really don't exist. It's, it's some metaphor. And we started looking how we can support organizations and human beings to improve their employability and profitability. And that's how we started early 20s. And we're now working all over Europe. Mm, so you're, you're working in Europe. Uh, do you work uh, outside of Europe also in uh, other countries? Yeah, we, we have colleagues in Australia and we have a partner in uh, Namibia, South Africa. Uh, so we work from Cape Town and Windhoek. Uh, most of the time, those people are in the lead. They are experts as well in the field. And coming week, I'm flying to Cape Town and to Windhoek to support my colleagues over there. 
So it's it's fun to see how engagement works in different countries, in different cultures. But most of the time we see that we're all human beings. We have the all the same wishes that we need a purpose. So yes, there are differences in culture, but no, we're all human beings. Yes, we all have similar patterns, patterns of behavior. Absolutely. So, Paul, you're saying that happiness makes money. What does it mean for you? Well, at first it sounded okay, because if you need to explain that engagement will create more profitability, it's more difficult. So what we see if we work on engagement, and that's the long-term happiness, that's not short-term pleasure, it's more the longer term. We see that there are at least seven fields that will see improvement uh, within an organization. So less people will leave and we have the great resignation in the US, but in Europe as well. Uh, after Corona, 35% of the people are looking for other jobs and that will cost tons of money. So we need to prevent that people are going to walk away. Uh, sick leave, especially in the Netherlands, we pay two years the salary of a sick person, but still we can work with them to keep them be in our own company. So we do a lot of reintegration. We work with them on well-being and that kind of stuff. So that's important. Sick leave goes down with 40% when people are more engaged. So well-being is also profitable. For example, productivity goes up with 20%. And it doesn't look much, but if you work five days, you have the outcome of six days. So 20% increase of profitability because people work smarter, more effective, make better hours that they suffer from presenteeism. I'm there, but I'm not really productive. Engagement changed that into much more profitability in one hour. So it has a lot of uh, keys to improve uh, the situation. And if leadership is capable of supporting and facilitating the engagement of employees, they will see engagement rise. So it's not telling people what to do. It's facilitating them to be a better human being, a better worker than before. Mm -hmm. Yes, of course. And, and we have many people listening to us who are team leaders or entrepreneurs who, are, who have their teams and yep. they would all be interested in increasing their profitability and, and uh, productivity of their employees. So you're saying that we can increase employee engagement, we can increase well-being of employees yep. and it will cause the rise in productivity. So. Can you give us some examples of what we can do to to increase this engagement? Well, it, it starts with having a, a, claw, a clear mission and vision and have uh, good stated core values. Uh, and I love the American word, non-negotiables. So as an organization, you need to be clear on what your purpose is, what your core values are, and talk about them and spread that news to uh, your employees. Uh, what you will see that if you are open about your core values and you have them on the homepage of your website, 
if I want to work for you, I will look at your website and I can see what you stand for, what your purpose is as an organization, what your core values are. If I can align with your core values, I will be more productive. I will be more effective. So what I see if I go to a country and I'm going to visit an organization, I go to the website, to the homepage, and I'm looking for core values. And nine out of 10 times, you will find it somewhere about us. And then you will see mission, vision. So page one is about products. And I think the homepage should be about who you are and why I should work for you and with you. So being clear and walk your talk on your core values is for me step number one. Because then as an employee, I will believe you. I get what you want and I'm willing to serve you and to be productive for you. So it's about trust. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So we need to show our core values on the first page of our website. We need to, to be clear, first of all, about our mission, vision and core values, because we're just not clear about it. And uh, yeah. Uh, or we know we thought about it a couple of years ago and then we forgot about it and it yeah. is somewhere out there in on our website so we need to really walk the talk how apart from you know putting those values on the web page how we can actually make our employees and our teams also be engaged and also follow those core values well, I, I think, to be honest, uh, if if you are clear about your core values, people that want to work for you will connect with those core values. So I de don't need to work hard on getting them involved, but we need to discuss it and to look what the consequences are of our behavior in relationship to core values. So you need to keep people accountable for their deeds. If if you're doing stuff which isn't aligned with the core values of the organization, you should talk about it. Most of the time, you will find out that people have some sort of problem, financial problem, they have worries of sick leave, families who are ill, whatever. And then it comes to supporting those people on those areas as well. So well-being is not only at work, but is also supporting people at home. Nowadays, with the inflation and high taxes and that kind of stuff, you see that even richer people can't survive because they are become uh, they have uh, financial issues or financial problems. If you give them budget coaching to support them, engagement will go up because you show them that you care. So well-being is not only at work; is in the whole life because. We were all working hybrid. I'm I'm with a business partner now in their work. What what you see is we work from home and we work uh, in the office, and it's going to be some sort of twenty four seven approach. So we can't separate work anymore for a lot of people from our private life. So it will influence one another. And what we see from research, and that's done in the job demand research uh, model, we see that people gain energy on their private life and on their business life. 
but we see also that they lose a lot of energy in their private lives and that they have less energy to do their work in a proper way. So looking at what is taking energy from you and what is giving energy, that is what you can discuss as a team coach or a team leader with your team. You can do it on the work. What is costing us a lot of energy? Most of the time, that's bureaucracy. We need to spend a lot of time of things that we need to report that we don't see what the positive side is of doing that kind of stuff. If we can reduce bureaucracy, people will have more energy to do their real work uh, because a lot of people don't see making uh, reports is part of their work. They love to do their work as professionals. So look with your team what is costing them energy in their work, what is giving them energy, and try to influence in a positive way those energy givers. That doesn't cost much money. It's paying attention and being open and clear to it that people understand, hey, my team leader is looking after me. My team leader is helping me to be a better professional. And that will increase engagement. Yeah, it is a great exercise. And I think that uh, we can recommend it to our listeners to just meet with your team and discuss what takes your energy, what gives you energy, and try to come up with the ways to yep. to solve those issues. It is a great, I think, team building activity. We, we will get to know each other better. And also as leaders, we can see how we can make lives of, of uh, our employees, of our team members yep. easier. Yeah, it's, it's different than what we used to see that the team managers were ticking the boxes, were looking at the outcome of work, were looking at how many hours are you here at the office. It's now more facilitating. It's now more working on team membership, on team leadership, staying next to the members, paying attention, and, and being true. So give real attention and energy to those people and support them. And that's a different approach. I think in Europe, we see it's much more often than in the Anglo-Saxon world. But also there, it's changing. It's more facilitating than controlling. And I think with the current demographic development that we have less people who are available to do our work, we need to take care more and more care of our employees. Yes, indeed. We need, uh, we need to take care of our employees. We need to make them more engaged. And um, I know that you came up with seven keys of engagement. So if yep. you could share with us some of those keys, maybe you already started sharing something, but I would love to, to you to share with our yeah. listeners some of those keys. Well, number one is reducing sick leave. Gallup is doing research worldwide in more than 140 countries. And what they saw all over the world that if we are active with engagement, sick leave goes down with 40 to 60%. Doesn't mean that people are feeling much healthier, but they're not calling sick when they have only a headache. So we see less burnout cases because people have more energy. So number one, reduce sick leave. 
increase retention. That's about 80%. If we have now the leaf is about 35 to 40%, we can reduce that back to 10%, which is normal. 10% of your employees will annually leave the company and go to work somewhere else. Now it's 40 to 50%. That costs you a year's salary per person to replace somebody to the same effort. So that helps as well. Number three, productivity goes up with 20%. And incidents go down with about 60%. So the number of incidents within the organization You can imagine if this is an ICU and there is a lot of incidents over there, that's not good for the patients. What we see in in hospitals, it goes down with 60% in normal businesses with 40 to 50%. Customer experience goes up with 25%. Uh, and that leads me to the conclusion that we need to focus first on the employee experience and then on the customer experience because that helps. Satisfaction of customers goes up with about 15 to 20%. So that, that's about five, six of the top keys. I wrote a book and I did scientific research and we found more than 16 different items on which you can improve by improving engagement. For example, wow, are... theft within your own organization goes down with 30%. So if people are more engaged, they're not likely to steal from the organization because they are part of that team. They belong within that team. And that's amazing if you see that theft is done most of the time by employees and not by foreigners. Yeah, those statistics, they are really uh, amazing. They show that we need to focus on employee engagement because it will influence many areas in our yeah. business. You mentioned a couple of ideas that we need to take care of our employees to make sure to take care of their well-being. So uh, what are some of the things that we can do? What would you recommend to our listeners? What they can introduce in their teams to start increasing this engagement? Well, I think the most important part is that you have regularly discussions on one of the core values. So if you have a core value, family comes first. And I see it in a lot of organizations. They mean if something happens to one of your family members, you should go home, take care of them, and then come back. If one of the leaders isn't making that example, then that core value isn't valuable anymore. So what you need to do is take one of the core values of the company and start an open discussion in the team. That can be done within five minutes. You don't need to spend 30 minutes on discussing it. It's just having a quick chat. Hey, this is one of our core values. What does it mean to you? And how can I help you to believe that this is one of our core values? So I don't think it will cost much money. It will take a lot of time and attention from the team leaders to be really focusing on what people are saying. So it's not telling them what to do. It's listening what they need. And I think for a lot of team leaders that, that will listen to this is, is new because 
in the first 20, 25 years when I was working in corporates, I saw that my boss, my team leader was telling me in our weekly meeting what I needed to do. But I'm supposed to be a professional. I'm an expert in my topic. Then it's nicer if they ask me, hey, Paul, how can we support you to be even a better professional? Then I'm asking a question. If I respond to you and you are willing to make that next step, it gives me an obligation. It makes me accountable to you to perform much better. So it's not freedom. It's an obligation that both sides are taking. I'm willing to support you. And what is your response to me? And that's what you can ask. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the, uh, I think that uh, uh, this is a, a very nice phrase and we can write this down <laughs> that... How can I support you? How can I support you to achieve your goals? How can yeah. I support you to for you to be even a better professional yeah. uh, to to develop as a professional? I think that this is uh, this is the key. So we need to listen to our employees. We need to support them, not tell them what to do, yeah. and constantly discuss core values. Yeah, because. If I'm listening to you and you're telling me a story uh, and I'm supporting you, then I feel more freedom to be creative and to give new ideas. I, I know a phrase from a movie, if I make more mistakes than you, then I will win. And that means if you give me the freedom to be creative, to innovate, to try new things, And if I fail, you're not punishing me, but supporting me to make the next move. Finally, both we will win. We will be much more successful than if you say, oh, Paul, you made a big mistake. Now, now I'll cut your salary and because you're not helping me. And that reflects, that's what I unfortunately see in some organizations. Let's be polite. The last phrase, uh, really, um, I had a memory about one of my bosses uh, many years ago uh, who told me that I made a mistake and that I will receive smaller salary. <laughs> this, this, I think that this is a typical behavior of this old school, uh, old school leadership. Yeah. That we now it is so important to actually support employees because after this conversation, I was absolutely not motivated to continue yeah, exactly. working for this organization, and I developed. And of course, I, maybe I was not the best in a certain tasks, but I developed much more in a different organization where uh, my boss supported me and actually developed me. Yeah. So I think that it is very important to invest in our employees and to, to yeah. increase their engagement. And, and what you see, we have a lot of job descriptions, which doesn't give you the opportunity to really look for your talent. So we talk a lot about talent management. Talent management is giving people the space to be creative, to innovate, to see what they are best at. And if I hate Excel, uh, I, I can work with it, but I hate to do it. Well, I have a colleague who loves doing it. So if I need to work on an Excel, I give it to my colleague within an hour. He returns it to me and I can make the next step. 
I will help him do a presentation or make a PowerPoint or whatever. So instead of two people who feel isolated within their job description, it becomes a team effort. So the team outcome will rise. So as a team leader, look at the talents of your team members and discuss with them, hey, that, that's your talent. How can we support you in making our team stronger through your talents? And everybody has their own talents. So instead of saying, oh, you made a mistake, you can't do this anymore and we will cut your salary, make them feel happy that what they can achieve and then the team will grow. And finally, the team leader will be better off uh, with his uh, team in the whole organization. So being more supportive, being an active listener to your team members, to their wishes, to their desires, to how they fit in with the company non-negotiables, I think it will be successful. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much, Paul, for this summary. So those all of those things that we discussed are so important. And thank you very much for, for doing this and for supporting organizations uh, on, on this journey. So, Paul, if our listeners want to reach out to you, to contact you, where can they find you? Uh, the easiest way is on LinkedIn. If they go to LinkedIn, type in my name, which will be uh, on the podcast as well. They will find me. They can go to my website. That's www.teamandare.com. And I will give them a free engagement benchmark survey that's on the homepage of our website. They can use it. Then they can see how they think the team is performing on engagement. So it's a free tool. If they put in their email address, they will get the whole summary of what they did and with explanation. But if they do just want to see the number of scores they are getting from zero to 100, and I can tell you if they are above 75, that's good. 50 to 75, you need to work on engagement. Below 50, mm, some issues, um, but it's free. It's a gift for me to you and to your listeners. Thank you. Thank you very much for this gift, for this free resource. We will put all of those links under uh, under the episode in the show notes so our listeners can immediately contact you on LinkedIn or download your free resource. So thank you very much, Paul. Thank you for being an Ideas and Leaders. It was interesting and very important conversation. Thank you. Thank you very much, Elena. Hope to see you soon. Thank you for listening to Ideas and Leaders podcast. Did you enjoy this episode? Let me know that you listened by tagging me in your LinkedIn profile and using a hashtag ideas and leaders. See you in the next episode.